What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hallelujah. Amen. We bless God for this day. Amen. Today is October the 6th, 2019, and we give God praise. Amen. Because he is a great and awesome God. I am Apostle Designate Pastor Miracle Pettinger, and I praise God for today. The title for today's message is Recover All. Recover All. Get in position and reach forth. Recover All. Uh, there was an old song that said, God's got a blessing for you. God's got a blessing for you. You can have it, reach out and grab it. God's got a blessing for you. And we, all, we understand that God desires for us to live a rich and satisfied life. Nothing missing, nothing broken. That doesn't apply to just finances. It doesn't apply just to material things, but also physically. You want to completely heal, to be whole, your body working in the, um, according to his original intent and purpose when it comes to the functions of your body. Also in relationships, he desires that you have healthy, positive, um, developing and nurturing family relationships with friends, community. As human beings, we are social creatures. We desire to have relationships with people, to commune with them, as well as that's why we have our communities, because we are not um, islands in and of ourselves. We are community. We desire to have relationships, to talk, to establish connections with one another. And God wants you to have healthy connections with people, whether family or friends or those in your community. And also, He desires that you be rich and satisfied in your emotions, in your mind, and even with the actions of your will, that they are helpful and productive, yielding good fruit and not uh, yielding damaged fruit, so to speak. All right? So we don't want to be destruction, uh, destructive or dysfunctional in the way that we uh, relate to other people or in the actions that we commit. We want to be, be uh, we want to build nourishing and healthy relationships. We want to be productive, even in those areas. Have a peaceful mind, a calm spirit, and healthy emotions. Hallelujah. Now, what hinders us from getting to that state? What hinders us from maintaining that kind of lifestyle? Open gates. Open gates in our lives allow the enemy to steal from us. If you have an open gate, meaning if there is some area where instead of demonstrating the love, character, and nature of God, you're entertaining ideas of selfishness, pride, bitterness, anger, resentment. Guess what? Those offenses, those unhealed hurts, 
those unmet needs, those unresolved issues that you have not allowed God to come in and to work on the inside of you so he can resolve and, and fix something, that leaves an open gate. And the enemy can come in, and he can most definitely, it's like you're handing him your peace of mind. Okay, instead of trusting God in the midst of this challenging situation, I'm going to worry, I'm going to complain, I'm going to fuss over it, I'm going to have anxiety over it. You're allowing the enemy to come in and really wreak havoc in your mind. So instead of maintaining the peace of God, you are introducing and allowing the enemy to bring in chaos and confusion. And, you know, that's not a healthy lifestyle. You're confused in your mind. There's chaos going on in your heart, and your, and, and your emotions go up and down, in and out. And then the actions of your will, you're making unwise choices, unwise decisions. And that's how a lot of things that we go through, sometimes we bring things on ourselves because we don't sit back to stand still, to rest in the heart of God, to rest in the peace of God, to see the salvation of the Lord and allow him to come in. So we have to be aware of these open gates. Anger, bitterness, resentment, those are open gates. Uh, when you doubt God's ability to work in your life, that's an open gate. If you're harboring any of these things, uh, I, I, I encourage you to reevaluate some things. And if it's an open gate, close it. Because we don't want the enemy to steal from us. But guess what? There is hope. Because we are in this world and not of it, things are going to happen. But when they happen, God has given us a way of escape. When these things happen, God has given us tools. And he will give us the anointing to recover all when we choose to get in right standing with his power and authority. You have to make the choice to reach out and close that gate. You have to make the choice to reach out and say, Lord, I trust you. You have to make the choice to say, Lord, I cannot do this on my own. I need your help. Therefore, I'm going to let go of everything I thought I knew or that I think is good to do. And I'm going to trust your plan, your will, your direction for my life, especially in this particular area. And in doing so, you're trusting God's power to make to work it out. You're trusting God's authority over the issue. Yes, you, you may have known so-and-so for a long time, but guess what? It doesn't give you the authority <laughs> to make decisions for them. Can you trust God's authority over the matter? That, Lord, you can handle this in the way that I never could, and that's going to yield a more prosperous result. And not only that, not only will it prosper, but it will sustain itself. Because don't you know that everything that God does, he has the power within itself to sustain it. You don't have to work, toil, and stress and try to keep reproducing the same actions over and over and over again. Hallelujah. Now, we're going to see an example of this in a few moments. And uh, when we look about, uh, think about recovering all, I think about David, hallelujah, when he was um, had to come against the Amalekites. And we'll talk about this a little more in a few in a, in a little, at another time. He, they took everything from him. They took his wives, he did his children. He, they, he, they stole from him. But because he said, Lord, I need you. I know the plans that I want to make. I know how I want to get back at them. They've got me all on un, un arrest. They have me uh, not at peace. This is troubling. This is disconcerting. The people are crying out. 
You could probably imagine the turmoil, the inner struggle that David was going through, even with all of this. And yet and still, there came a point where he said, Lord, I'm going to trust that you can have the power and the authority to move things in such a way that will allow me to recover all because I put my trust in you. I submit myself to you. I bring myself subject to your word, your power, your authority. And in verse 19 of 1 Samuel chapter 30, it says, And nothing of theirs was lacking. When he did all of this, guess what? All that was lacking, guess what? God restored. Nothing of theirs was lacking, either small or great, sons or daughters, spoil or anything which they had taken from them. David recovered all. Materially, physically, financially, in his relationships, he recovered all. The peace of mind, he was able to recover all. His emotions, he was able to recover all. And not only that, because he brought his flesh subject to the word of God, to the power and the authority of God, his spirit was revived. The spirit of God on the inside of him was revived again. Because he wasn't walking after his flesh. I am sure his flesh wanted to retaliate in such a way. <laughs> Look, y'all done stole from me. I'm going to get you back, and I'm going to get you back hard. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take, I'm going to burn, I'm going to kill. <laughs> I'm sure his flesh had this innate reaction of vengeance and anger and bitterness and resentment. But that was not God's will for him at this time. And God is more than capable to recover anything. But not only that, David had to see where was the open gate. Nor where was the open gate where I missed something that allowed the enemy to come in. And we're going to see this, and we'll talk about that uh, more in another time. But I want to look primarily at 2 Kings verse 6, verses 1 through 7. Now, and this is the... Uh, New King James Version, as you see on the screen, it says, And the sons of the prophets said to Elisha, See now, the place where we dwell with you is too small for us. So there were a group of prophets, and they were meeting at a place, and the prophet Elisha, this was Elijah's protege, so to speak, his apprentice. And so now they're coming together, a school of prophets, they're meeting, they're learning, but where they were coming together, it was too small. Please let us go to the Jordan and let every man take a beam from there and let us make there a place where we may dwell. So he answered, go. So they came to him and said, hey, we need a new building. This is getting too small. This, is, this place is too small. And sometimes we have, we, we have our situations and we'll, things will grow and develop on the inside of us where the places we are are too small. Whether it's physically, maybe it's in a relationship, your relationship has become too small, whether it's emotionally or in your education or your career. The place where you are is too small. God has more he wants to pour into you, and that means he has to enlarge your capacity to receive. And so in doing so, you've got to get ready to transition. You've got to get ready to move so God can enlarge your territory. So whether it's a physical thing, a financial thing, a material thing, maybe even in your emotions, God wants to mature you some more in your emotions. You can't keep being small-minded as concerns certain things. You can't be immature even in your reactions and your emotions. 
can't keep acting like a two-year-old every time something bad happens. God wants to enlarge you if, you, if that's too small. <laughs> your, your thinking and what you feel is too small. We've got to mature some things, so we got to get ready to move. Move, meaning transition. It's time to grow up. Hallelujah. So, is that go? Then, one said, please consent to go with your servant. And he answered, I will go. So they brought Elisha with them. They're getting ready to go. So he went with them. And when they came to the Jordan, they cut down trees. So they had a place. God told them where to go. And they, God gave them resources by cutting down the trees to build this new place. But as one was cutting down a tree, the iron axe head fell into the water, and he cried out and said, Alas, master, for it was borrowed. So while the prophets were following the assignment of the plans of God, one of their resources or tools that they were using, guess what, and they were counting on it. To help complete this assignment, guess what? It got lost. It got lost. So what do you do when you know God is calling you to a higher place in him, and God is calling you to grow and different things, but the resources and the things that you use, it seems like it something happens and, it, and something gets lost. Whether it's you lose your job or your kids start acting up or the, the car breaks down. Or something happens and makes your flesh feel anxious and worried and concerned. What do you do? Don't you know that's when the enemy will try to make you question whether you heard from God in the first place? That's when he'll try to make you doubt. Okay, I just started being faithful. Now all of a sudden this is happening. Every single time I try to get up and come, something happens. <laughs> oh, but that's don't recognize it for what it is. It's a trick and a tactic of the enemy. The enemy was happy when he didn't go. The enemy was happy when he didn't tie. The enemy was happy. He was leaving you alone when you weren't making the effort to read your word, when you weren't making the effort to pray. And guess what? So one might say, well, if the enemy was happy and he wasn't bothering me, well, why don't I just stop? Because if the enemy is happy, that, happy, that means that he has you. But if you make the effort, to do what God has called and purposed you to do. Don't you know the protection and the hand of God will be around you so much that even when the enemy tries, greater is the power of God than what the enemy may try to do against you. Hallelujah. So that's when you have to calm the chaos and cast out the spirit of confusion to the power and the authority of God's word. You've got to get focused. You've got to center yourself in the presence of the Lord so you can get clear direction and instruction from him. Remember, God wants us to recover all. We see that something has now been lost, and we know it's God's desire for us to recover. We can't stay in, leave those gates open of confusion, of anxiety, of worry, of stress. Don't leave those gates open, but get in position and say, okay, Lord, I was trusting you, but now I've become unsettled. I shifted. I bent with the wave. I bent with the wind. Let me come back into right standing with the authority and the word of God. Lord, I trust you. Lord, forgive me for trying to do it my way. I repent. I turn away from that sin and unto you. And I get in right position to hear your voice to receive the instruction that you have for me. But not only will I receive it, but I am going to do it.
and when they make the commitment to do it. And we see here an example as when the, um, the student prophet, he's lost it and he's worried and concerned. This was borrowed. This wasn't even his. So now he's like, oh my goodness, I borrowed it from the big company. Now they're going to charge me all these fees. They're going to cut my hand off because I lost their stuff. Whatever the retribution would have been at that time. Hallelujah. So this is what the prophet said. So the man of God said, where did it fall? And he showed him the place. And watch the instruction of God. So he, meaning Elisha, cut off a stick and threw it there. And he made the iron float. Ah, he made the iron float. So God literally, when, when it is, because Elisha, the prophet teacher, because he was at peace, because he was in the presence of the Lord, because he was in the right position to hear God's voice, he received the instructions, and he carried it out. Now, that would make no sense. Why would God, why would wood attract iron? We know it naturally wood does not attract iron or metal. So that means something supernatural was going on here. You had to be in the right position to hear this instruction and to follow and trust and believe and to actually do it. Because I'm sure somebody else would think, I'm not going to do that, Lord. That's going to look crazy. They're going to think I'm stupid. Thinking uh, that wood's going to attract some, <laughs> some metal. Oh, man. But guess what? The student prophet served the same God that Elisha did. But if Elisha was in position to hear and receive the instruction, why wasn't the student prophet also able to do the same thing? They served the same God. That means one was in position to hear and the other one. Ah. So the student prophet, somewhere, he allowed the voice of the enemy to grab hold of his heart because he feared the lender's um, reaction concerning some stuff rather than having faith in God's instructions to, to provide and to recover. So sometimes, sometimes because it's hard and it's challenging doesn't mean you have to give up. If anything, it's time to press harder into the presence of the Lord and to watch God manifest everything. Um, the water to manifest everything to you that he knows. Not just what you know, but what God knows. Don't you know God knows more than you do? God, God knows a lot more than you do about situations. He knows the end from the beginning and all the stuff in between. Hallelujah. So, you see, Elisha followed the instructions. God demonstrated his supernatural provision by allowing a piece of wood to attract an iron axe head from the bottom of the polluted Jordan River, literally defying the laws of nature. This was, it wasn't like he could throw, he could see where the axe head was at the bottom of the river and knew just where to throw it. It was polluted, it was dirty, it was cloudy, it was unclear. When the situation looks like I can't see my way out, God, I need your supernatural instruction to point me in the right direction. So I can recover all. Hallelujah. Man. So it was the mercy and the miraculous favor of God that allowed the prophet to recover the lost property. And it was the anointing of God that provided the prophets with what they needed to complete this the God-given assignment. God, when God gives you an assignment, he's going to make provision. He's going to give you everything you need. And yes, the enemy may try to make the river cloudy. He may try to make you lose stuff and different things, but God is yet and still in control. And you can still recover all. Hallelujah. 
verse 7 says. Therefore, he said, and this is Elisha's talking, he said, grab it, pick it up for yourself. So he reached out his hand and took it. Now, here's another big point. We see here that Elisha, the teacher prophet, he, when, when God manifested the accent, he told the student prophet, look, pick it up for yourself. Elisha, even though he heard the initial instructions and followed God, God's um, directions, and it appeared, he, he didn't do it himself. He wasn't the one who lost it. He wasn't the one who needed to get in position. It was the student prophet who needed to do it. So the student prophet still had to get in position for himself and to go pick it up. Sometimes we pray, we Lord, show me, and yes, God will send people, God will send you resources to help you. But there's some things you've got to do for yourself. You've got to trust God for yourself. You've got to repent for yourself. You've got to study for yourself. You've got to pray for yourself. You've got to fast for yourself. You've got to praise God for yourself. If you want to see the supernatural provision and the, and the prosperity of God manifest in your life, there's certain things that you've got to do for yourself. You have to have a personal relationship with God. And you're the one who has to, to nurture it and develop it and grow it and cultivate it. Hallelujah. So this is what the student prophet did. He reached out his hand and took it. Hallelujah. He reached out his hand and he took it. So we see that the student prophet got in position to hear the instruction, even from the prophet, the teacher prophet, and he received the provision as he reached forth and grabbed the axe hand. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. So what do we see out of all of this? What's the purpose of all of this? I want to encourage you to get in position and uh, get in position for yourself and reach forth with the spirit of obedience and expectation. Know that whatever God has for you, it is for you. And in doing so, you've got to be obedient. You've got to maintain your love relationship with God. It can't be spotty. <laughs> it can't be spotty and inconsistent. You have to be consistent with it. You have to stay in position to hear the voice of the Lord. When you're out of position, that's when those gates start to open and the enemy can come in and start to take and steal things and rob you blind. So we need to stay awake and alert spiritually by staying focused and being obedient to the voice of God and communicating with him. Don't you know God wants to hear your voice? He, did, he made you. And he put himself on the inside of you. He created you in his likeness and image. And because of that, you have the spirit of the living God living on the inside of you. He wants to communicate with himself through you. He wants to hear your voice. Whether you say, Lord, I love you. Tell him something sweet, something good. How awesome he is. That's why we make time, even as we begin our services, to talk to him through prayer and through praise and worship. Just to love on him. So we can be in position to receive the instruction of God. Hallelujah. And as we have that spirit of expectation, when you're obeying God, do it without question, without compromise, and without doubt. Expect God to move. And guess what? You're going to recover all that God has provided for you. God wants you to recover all. 
uh, this past weekend, I was working on some things, and I was working my my SD card that has my data card that has all the videos I've ever recorded for my um, for ministry and for um, for different projects I have. It corrupted. <laughs> Lord have mercy. From my event <laughs> the other week, all the videos that we took, it corrupted. And I was like, okay, God, <laughs> okay, I'm not going to stress, I'm not going to strain, okay, okay, at least I already uploaded this one thing to the network, and I've transferred this in here, so there's stuff still out there, but the important, the one message that I really wanted to share with everybody, it seems to be gone. Whoo, okay, God, what you going to do, what you going to do? So I, I made sure to keep myself calm. I said, like, I recognize, okay, I ain't going to let this door open of fear and worry and anxiety. I'm going to keep that closed. I'm going to stay calm, but I want to be able to hear God. So I heard God for instructions about getting the software to recover and recover some things. I tried that. Some things came up, but not everything. It wasn't the best. It was still in and out, spotty, and this and that. So let me go make a phone call, call Office Max, see if they can help me and everything. They tried, couldn't do it. They said, go I'll download this and try that. Downloaded the software, and the software doesn't seem to be working. So it really looks a bit cloudy to me right now. <laughs> Talk about an axe head at the bottom of a muddy river. <laughs> so even right now, I still, at this particular moment, I have not been able to recover the exact thing that I had lost. But the thing that I'm grabbing from all of this is in the midst of all this, I have held on to my peace. I've held on to my state of mind. Because I know, even if I don't necessarily recover these individual videos, God has something greater that he wants to manifest. And that he, so I am going to recover all. It might not be in the exact same way in that I lost it, it may be something even greater. Hallelujah. So that's what's giving me peace right now, knowing that, okay, I can go ahead and delete this thing and throw it in the trash. Okay, we're going to start fresh and anew. God has something greater for me to recover. And we're going to see when we talk about David, the next go-around, how he recovered some things, but also God gave him new things. And actually, I think about Job. When he went through everything, the original wife, the original children that he had, and the sons and, and daughters and, and, daughter, and daughter-in-laws, they all perished. But guess what? He recovered all because God gave him new. Don't you know God wants to give you some new stuff? And yes, you will miss the old stuff. Yes, you will remember that. You thank God for that. But when God gives you something, but God's remember, he's enlarging our territory. The space that we're in is too small. We need something bigger. And even with my particular example, I've learned, yes, you've got to back stuff up, <laughs> back it up. I was trying to keep stuff on, back things up on little capacity things. No, I need some bigger capacity. I don't need the 128 gigabyte. I need a terabyte. I need terabyte size space. So if this is what it takes for me to transition to something new, God, make me lose all the other stuff in order to transition. Okay, God, I'm trusting you. Lord, you told me to record this. I was doing the assignment of God, and now this happens. So, of course, the enemy is trying to make me think, oh, you shouldn't have done this and all that. No, I'm still in the will of God, but I'm not going to move outside of his will 
out of frustration, out of worry, out of fear, out of depression. I'm going to stay in his will and see the supernatural manifestation and provision of God come forth because I am about to recover all. And it's going to be bigger. So if God's trying to get me out of the 128 gigabyte SD card land to go into the one terabyte online cloud land, <laughs> if this is what it takes to move me there, so I can receive more, so I have a greater capacity to receive and to do even greater and do much more than praise Jesus. God knows more. God knew this was going to happen before we even started recording. I God God will not play you when you love Him and you and you're faithful to Him because He's faithful to you. So in knowing the end from the beginning, God knew what was going to happen in between. He's not going to just allow you to go through something just to laugh at you and embarrass you. He gives you a salvation, a relationship that will make you not ashamed. So I want to encourage you to stay in position for yourself. Stay in right position. Reach forth with the spirit of obedience and expectation. And God, you're going to recover all that God has provided for you, even what you don't even know is there yet. He is Jehovah Jireh. The, uh, the provision of the Lord shall be revealed. There are some for the things that God has provided for you that you have not seen yet because you weren't in the right spot to see it. But when you get in the right position, you're going to see. It's going to be revealed. Everything he has for you. He's enlarging your territory. Amen? Hallelujah. Luke 4, 18 says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Remember, the anointing is going to be on you. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. You're going to recover all. Every blind spot, guess what? You're going to recover all. Amen? Let's give God praise. Hallelujah. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.